Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The Tampa Bay Lightning jumped to a 3-0 lead in the first period over Dallas, then they hang on to win 3-2 and even their Stanley Cup Finals series at one game apiece. Braden Point, Andre Palat, Kevin Shattenkirk with goals. Andre Vasilevsky makes 27 saves as uh, this thing is all tied up now. The Rays beat the Mets and ace Jacob deGrom 2-1. Their magic number now is one. They can clinch their third AL East title in franchise history tonight with a win or a Yankees loss. And how many drops were there in Sunday's game from Tom Brady's passes? Well, Bruce Arians says there were seven. For about 125 yards and three TDs, TB12 would have had a really big day. We've got all that and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. And Steve, you were at Amelie Arena uh, watching and produced. I'm sorry? I still am at Amelie Arena. Well, you still are there. That's right. <laughs> this is no, you're, you're there late, actually early because you were up late. You're still at Amelie Arena where, uh, uh, where, of course, the production happens there and the magic for the – for the broadcast, and did they invite fans there? Is that is that what was they going did? On? They had a uh, small watch party for uh, season ticket members inside. Uh, I'm not sure the numbers, but I want to say a few hundred uh, mm-hmm. were here for that. And then there was uh, the last couple games has been fans uh, gathering outside to watch at Thunder Alley, where they put the game on the the side of the parking garage there. So, but yeah. the limited limited number of people can be in there too, as they keep everyone social distanced and that. So yeah, right. Still kind of cool, though. I mean, a little atmosphere and mm-hmm. people able to gather somewhat um, to celebrate the Lightning. Look, we talked about this before the game. This was as close to a must-win as you're going to have when you're down 1-0. Of course, you, you can't lose again or you're talking about having to win four out of five. Um, a lot of reasons why maybe you know the Lightning were a step slow in that opener. Fatigue might have been one for sure. But now that they're into the series, they came out on fire. Um you know, the, uh, before before Dallas knew it, of course, Dallas was taking some penalties, stupid ones at that, and putting themselves in in uh, you know bad situations with power play. Um, but a three to nothing lead in the first period, which could have been more, and they made it stand. I mean, uh, you know, didn't play so great uh, in in some of the other periods or as good, but um, certainly they got the job done. And Andre Vasilevsky was terrific again in goal. This is a series, and I thought that this time um, that the Lightning were quicker, that the Lightning were more the Lightning, and except for getting baited into some scrums and some penalty minutes, um, they played a really good game. I thought they played a fantastic game. I I think in the second, they let some emotions get a a hold of them, and they started taking some bad penalties. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Nikita Kucherov was out there for almost the whole two-minute power play and then takes a bad tripping call. Um, and they get to some scrums, Pat Maroon, goaltender interference. I thought that was a questionable call. Um, but, there, I mean, some of, there were some missed calls tonight on both ends. Uh, but but you were right. I mean, right from the jump, the Lightning were playing more like the third period of last game and not the first two periods. And then right. they get, they get what, three power plays in the first period, and they capitalize on two of them. And mm-hmm. they had been, what, 0 for 14 in the last four games on the power play. They'd been really struggling. 
and, and they capitalized some great passing. Uh, Nikita Kucherov with the primary assist on both goals, no surprise there for point a right. lot. Hedman as well. Nikita Kucherov, by the way, now sets the all-time Lightning single season or single playoff points number at 28 points now. Wow. Uh, passing Brad Richards at 26, and Brayton Point with that goal ties Brad Richards at 26 points. So they both are kind of in the record books there. And Nikita Kucherov, two points tonight. That's this 25th career playoff multi-point game. That passes Marty St. Louis in the Lightning record book. So uh, lots of record set tonight too. But, you know, the three pa- the three goals in the first period uh, really gave the Lightning, you know, the momentum. And, 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 look, they earned that. I mean, they were playing well tonight. Um, I thought Nikita Kucherov had a fantastic game, and and he was getting beat up early. I mean, they were going after him the first couple minutes of the game. Yeah, uh, broke even, his visor. Even I left mean, the bench hit. for a little bit, but it was basically yeah. to fix his visor, and he came back. Um, but he battled through that and then gets the two assists on the first two goals. Um, he played a whale of a game defensively. His forecheck, he was relentless. I mean, you know, we know that Braden Point is relentless on the puck. Nikita Kucherov was playing just like Braden Point for most of this game. I mean, that's how relentless he was being on the forecheck. And when you add Palat, who is always relentless in point, that line was generating so many chances and so much pressure in the Dallas zone. Uh, that was really the key to the game. They, they, were, they were the best line tonight by far. I thought Barkley Goodrow was phenomenal tonight. Um, what he does on the penalty kill, and, and Blake Coleman with him, but Barkley Goodrow tonight, from the face-off dots to – uh, to the pressure he applies. I mean, you know, Phil Esposito was raving about him in the postgame show, just saying, look, you know he's not going to score you a lot of goals. But that's okay because he, he brings so much energy, so much consistent pressure every game. You love guys like that on your team. I mean, he just he makes an impact in the game without having to score goals. And he had a shot at an empty net late, mm. missed it wide left, which, you know, just killed Phil, of course. But – <laughs> because you can't miss an empty net. I mean, those are those are freebies. You you can't. It miss added that to shot. the drama. They had to kill off another thirty seconds. It did. It did. But I mean, and and you know, you you mentioned that you didn't think the Lightning played as well in some part. I I thought the second period got away from them a little bit just because of the penalty kills, and, and they they did pretty well. I mean, they they what the Stars scored one power play goal, but how many power plays did they have? Let me look it up. To, I want to make sure I'm right here. Uh, How many? Two or three? Yeah. Well, no, they had more than that. Uh, maybe it was that. But all in the, the second period, they had those those power plays. Uh, so I thought the game kind of got away from them in a little of the flow. I thought the third period, they played phenomenally. Uh, they did give up a goal. It was a bad line change. And then Shattenkirk took the man and didn't get the stick when he did it. And they were able to, you know, shoot a shot that then Yanmark tips in. You take that away. I mean, the Dallas Stars are down 3-1 to one in game two of the Stanley Cup Finals. And they get five shots on goal in the third period. They had 13 shot attempts in the third period when you're down two goals. And then, you know, you get the goal quickly. You got it five minutes in. Then you're down one. You're not getting anything on net. The Lightning was controlling that third period. Like I said, they get, they gave away the they gave away that one goal because of the bad line change and then Kevin Shattenkirk's mistake, and, and he didn't tie up the stick when he took the man. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, they controlled that third period. I mean, that was – that was about as good of a period as you can play a lockdown in a Stanley Cup final for a third period that you, for the most part, you had a one-goal lead in that period. That was phenomenal play. They played so well that third period and controlled the game, and Dallas never really got any opportunities to try to tie it. 
Right. No, it was it was very good. And I'm I'm wondering, you know, the in the first game, of course, the Lightning fell behind, but they played a really good third period. Mm-hmm. Then how much can I mean, we never we always talk about, you know, one game doesn't really carry over to the other, but it, it did they in fact figure out a way to uh to attack this Dallas team and and continue to to sort of dominate uh the way they started the game is sort of how they finished it. Um, you know, without the goals, of course, mm-hmm. but sort of how they finished game one. Well, think back to the Boston series. So, and I realize it's about a month ago now, but the Boston series, they played an awful first half that game. For a period of half, it was, and I think they were down 3 nothing or something like that. I don't remember the score. They played an awful first half of the first game. And then they got some momentum, and they started to figure it out in that second half of the game. And, and they made it close at the end, but they lost game one. And then they went and pretty much dominated the, the next four games and, and won that series in five games. Sometimes, you know, I know Brian Engblom's talked about this a lot, and I heard him talking about it today uh, on, on the morning skate show they do on Fox Sports Sun. You can watch tape all you want. You can scout, especially a team like from the Western Conference, you know, that, that you don't see very often. Right. But until you feel it, until you get in there, until you see what's working and feel what's working and get in that feel series. Feel money ice. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you can't you can't fully appreciate it. And, and mm-hmm. look, the Lightning admitted they kind of dipped their toes in the water in the first game, the first half of that game. And, and they didn't like the way they played. And, and whether it was because they had just wrapped up a series two nights prior and Dallas had the rest or maybe they were just mentally tired or, you know, whatever it is, they didn't play very well for two periods. They played very well the third period. And some of that could have been Dallas taking the foot off the gas, but I think they figured out some things. I mean, Dallas is a very good defensive. The Lightning are playing – if you look at goals against in the regular season, in this playoffs, they've played four teams, four rounds. All four teams are in the top five. They're playing very mm-hmm. good defensive teams, but they're different. The Dallas Stars is a quicker, uh, probably more physical team than the Islanders. Islanders' structure is so good. But it's a different game. So they went from the Islanders, a very good defensive team, to playing the Stars, who are very good. But it's a different system. And so you have to... Now change the way you're playing and, and figure out what works to get the pucks in the zone or, you know, how you saw, you know, game one. One of the things you saw is the, the lightning always send the puck back to the points. They love to go back to the point, back to the point. And, and the stars were in those passing lanes every time to start that game. They had scouted it. They knew exactly what the lightning were going to do. So now the lightning are doing things differently. The way they're taking the puck in the zone or chipping it deep. And, and, and you know, it's that it's those adjustments and feeling out, okay, what's going to work, what's not going to work. Now, you know, give Dallas credit. They, they came out flying in game one, and they earned that victory. I mean, that, they, they deserve that victory. This series should be 1-1 if you look at the way the games were played on the ice. But, you know, the Lightning have made the adjustments. And, and if you look at John Cooper's teams throughout the year, and I don't have the record off the top of my head, but game twos in series, he's very good. They, they, they don't lose many game twos in series. Game one can be a crapshoot. But game twos, they do very well because they they make some adjustments and they figure out, you know, what's going to work, what's not. And tonight they showed you that, you know, they, they they found some things that are working against Dallas. Now, getting two power play goals helps. And, you know, Dallas is going to make some adjustments now. And that's how the series goes. I mean, one of the, the, you know, Joel Quinville, who's now coaching the Panthers, but won three cups with the Chicago Blackhawks. If you look at his record, game three of a series on, He's he got an incredible record because you start to figure out what works and you make those adjustments. And so it takes a game or two mm-hmm. to really kind of feel what a series is going to be like. And, and he's very good at making those adjustments. 
in, in doing that. And and John Cooper has always been great at making, especially early in a series, adjustments like that. And like I said, their game twos they're usually very good for the Lightning. They 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 tend to bounce back from things, you know, mistakes that happen in the first game or whatever. So yeah, well they they certainly needed this one in. I still think, I mean, these two teams are, are both very good. Mm-hmm. It, it, seem, it seems to me, though, that, that Dallas, um, and, you know, you don't see these guys a lot during the regular season, but it seems mm-hmm. to me that, that they're, they're a team that, that, uh, that wants to be very physical, um, that will can goad you into mm-hmm. penalty minutes if you, if you let them. And there comes a point where you have to defend your players, and I get all that, but Dallas hurt themselves with penalties. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really did – you know, you mentioned the two power play goals. They put themselves in the box with some stupid, stupid yep. moves. Well, think back to game one. The, I think it was the first goal. You know, um, I don't remember who hit. It may have been Alexia, but I don't remember who hit Braden Qu- Point along the board. Right. Zach Bogosian went over to stand yeah. up for Point, except he was out of position, and, they gave, and his defense. man's the one who got yeah. the, gave up the goal. That's Dallas right. goaded them into that play. Yes, yes. You know, that – Look, you had all game to go make it up to that guy. You didn't have to do it there, Zach. Right. You, you were in a high danger position at that point. You can't just go over and do that. You know, you have to, you know, and that was a mistake he made. Uh, now, as John Cooper said, look, I'd rather have guys that care and want to stand up for our guys than not. But it's a Stanley Cup final game one. You can't let your guy go because of that. You right. know, you've got it. You've got it. You know. If it was in the offensive zone, you did that. It's different. But when it's a defensive zone and they've still got the puck in a high danger area, you can't do that. And those, you know, those are the things they. I didn't think. I didn't think they took the dumb penalty so much tonight. I mean, Kucherov's tripping penalty, but that was in the offensive zone. It's a bad penalty. You don't want to tempt those fate, but you know. And they had some scrums, and mostly they were even up. I mean, you know, the one scrum they ended up with three in the box, but the the penalty that ended up being the the one the extra one was essentially Maroon's goaltender interference, which started it. Right. Um, the rest of it was even up stuff. So, you know, you don't want to get the dumb penalties where you're putting yourself, your team, you know, because we know Dallas's power play is very good. And in this playoffs, it's been phenomenal, particularly the last couple weeks. So um, they only got one power play goal tonight. The Lightning got two. But, the, you know, Lightning getting three goals in the first period, you know, kind of set the tone for the game. How much advantage do the Dallas Stars have with the fact that Rick Bonus is their coach? In other words, he spent – so much time on the bench with John Cooper knows that team knows Cooper so well. Is, is that a major, is, you know, is that a major matchup right now? Um, what what he's mm-hmm. able to, to to relate to them about about the Lightning, or or are there so many different players in such a different? You know, the core is there, but but the overall team is new. I think there's some, but you know, don't forget Rick Bonus was here, and Cooper talks about it. Look, I wouldn't be where I'm at without Rick Bonus. I mean, mm-hmm. Rick Bonus was brought on to be the associate head coach for John Cooper to really help John Cooper learn the NHL right? and and be that sounding board. So, you know, don't forget that, you know, Cooper learned a lot from bonus too, not just bonus, you know? So now bonus has more, maybe more familiarity with the players. You know, he could talk Mm -hmm. to about Victor Hedman and Braden point and point, maybe not as much. I'm trying to remember when, you know, when he left a couple of years ago, but you know, the players that have been here, Alex Kalorn, Tyler Johnson, Andre Palat, those type players, could he give some insight to that? Sure, absolutely. Um, are the right lightning running different systems than when they were here? Yes, very much so. Um, you know, so and, and there is quite a few different players. I mean, maybe there's a little bit, um, but I, I don't think it's a huge advantage either way because, you know, I mean, they were together for years, but, you know, part of Rick being here was he was teaching John Cooper how to be a coach in the NHL and some other things too, so. 
Right. Well, we we got a series. We got to uh, now. It's the best of five, mm-hmm. um, which means there's going to be a back to back games. Four and five are back to back Friday night and Saturday night. Oh boy! Which normally doesn't happen in the Stanley Cup final. So, but they're trying to for probably for television purposes because NBC doesn't want a Sunday game with Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the players also want to get this done as quick as possible. So, <laughs> you know, game three will be Wednesday night at, at eight and then games four and five are Friday and Saturday at eight o'clock. And then if it goes beyond that, it's Monday and Wednesday next week for game six and seven. Uh, we will be, we will be into the month of October by then. It'll end September 30th. Oh, the right? last day okay. is scheduled for, had uh, the lightning gone to seven games against the Islanders, it would have pushed into October. But. Oh man. It's incredible how long they have been in the bubble. I mean, it really is. Well, the Lightning's first preseason game was six days ago. No, five days ago. A year ago. A year ago and five days. The anniversary of their of this yeah. season's yes. first preseason yes. game. Exactly. So they, this season playing. has gone over a year now. I mean, it's, I mean, normally they would be they would be getting ready to crank it up and start the. 2021, yeah, we, 2020, 2021. Season. We'd be in preseason games right now. The season yeah. would start in about two weeks. That's incredible. Just incredible how much time. Well, they've been fun to watch, and, and they, they I, I think this is going to be a great series. I think the officials are going to have to get control of it, though, because somebody's going to get hurt. Um, yeah, a little concerned of some of the hit. missed penalties. Um, there were some missed. Barkley Goodrow had a high stick on Pavelski that was missed. Uh, Cooch got drilled in, in, you know, early in the game that got missed. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there were some penalties like that that got missed. And when, when the officials missed those penalties, it just encourages players to do more of that stuff. More of it. Not, yeah. not that the good row one was intentional and, and that, but you know, when you don't call penalties, you encourage more rough stuff and, 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 you know, guys get a little more bold with what they think they can do. Yeah. Well, they definitely were bold and definitely were hitting and it's a big win for the lightning tie. The series one, one. So we'll see how they fare. Uh, in game three here uh, in another night or so. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, meanwhile, uh, before we get to the uh, to the raise, I was at, uh, well, we go over to testing every day at the, at the box, but we had our Zoom call, sort of a post-mortem, uh, in this case, a good one, uh, a victory Monday for the box, and we talked to Bruce Arians. You know, I, I I was pretty sure that Tom Brady was having a, a decent day. I mean, mm-hmm. at you know at the end of it, you know, he threw for like 197 yards in the first half, and and he wound up six of 12 for you know um, something like I don't know 19 yards, I think, in the second half. So clearly, you know, they did not execute. They they did not do a lot of things well. But the thing they did least well was catch the football, and. Yes. You know, Bruce Arians went back, and and we all remember. You know, I remember. You know, Scotty Miller uh, diving in the end zone in the first quarter. I thought it would have been a tough catch, but then when you watch it, you say, "Yeah, that's what NFL receivers make, right? They make those catches sliding in the end zone all the time." Um, you know, we we know about uh, you know Cyril Grayson got somehow the ball moved on him <laughs> in the wind, hit him in the back of the helmet. I mean, 
I mean, right there, you know, Tom Brady's thinking, where is David Tyree when I need him? Who can't, why can't somebody make a helmet catch for me? <laughs> um, and that didn't happen. So, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, Mike Evans had a drop. There were a bunch of drops. Well, in talking Shady to McCoy, that was second half, but you know, yeah, Shady dropped a touchdown as well. Um, so yeah, you know, and, and that was a whole message that Bruce Arians delivered after the game on Monday was to say, Hey, look, um, if we catch the football, just the act of catching the football, which some of these guys are paid to do nothing except catch the football, Tom Brady's looking at another 125 yard. He's headed for close to a 400 yard day. Mm-hmm. And Oh, by the way, there were not one, two, but three touchdowns that we left off the board, um, you know, because of mistakes and, you know, ifs and buts, right? We'll all have a Merry Christmas, but I still think that there's some merit to that. And, you know, the fact you didn't have Chris Godwin, who, by the way, will play um, this week, barring further injury, but he's out of the concussion protocol. So he'll have a chance to play at Denver. Um, but when you take him out, you know, um, who are you really going to outside of Mike Evans? I mean, it's, you know, Scotty Miller has done some nice things. They like Justin Watson. Um and they sort of have roles in there, but you know it's tough. So they their their hands failed them. Um, yeah, know, that was um, the thing. You know, we we didn't talk last night, but yeah. just watching the game Sunday, it was like you know you'd sit there and say, ah, oh, you know that throw was a little behind, or this wasn't a very right. good throw. And then all of a sudden they show the replay, you're like that was a perfect throw. <laughs> it was right on the money. I mean, yeah. like in real time, it was like yeah, you know, like the Scotty Miller one. You're like yeah, yeah. that's a tough like, guy. And then you look oh, at it, you're like got, oh, yeah. you got it. You're an NFL receiver. You got to catch that. That's right, because 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 me and you, if we could get to it, we could easily butterfinger it away. We oh. would not catch it. There's yes. no but I I could dive and and miss the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I'd look like get... Grayson on you know those routes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just not nearly as fast. Doink. <laughs> doink. Yeah, that was a doinker. That wasn't a double doinker, but it was a doinker nonetheless. But I saw a Pro Football Focus gave Brady like over a ninety score. For they did. Like, I mean, you know, they did. Because you know, it, they they take into account, hey, that ball should have been caught. This sure. You know, Ball yeah. placement, accuracy, mm-hmm. all that. And and I think people didn't realize, at least if you were sitting at home, which most of you were um, watching the game, is it was incredibly windy. And windy to the to the extent, it's windy a lot of times over there. Um, you see the flags blowing and everything. But windy to the point that at field level, um, you know, that ball was blowing pretty well. I mean, you had you had to spin it pretty good. And the advantage that Brady has with something like that is the fact that he played, you know, all his home games in New England. I mean, he's used to dealing with howling wind, cold wind, um, snow, all of the elements, really. Um, so it didn't really affect him. I think it affected Teddy Bridgewater on that last interception. It may have affected Tom on the one interception he overthrew Gronkowski. Which, by the way, what kind of conversations do you think Tom and, and Gronk are having these days? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to evaluate Gronk, but... Whatever I would say would be eh, not very good. He's not making much of an impact. He's not making any impact, to be honest. I mean, he's got two catches for 11 yards. He wasn't uh, really a target the other day. He, he's a run blocker uh, at best. And, and I don't think you talk a guy out of complete retirement where he was happy, everything was going well, uh, bring him back in here and not throw the ball to him. I mean, that that's rather harsh. And so... Uh, I don't know, you know, how much is, again, on him um, being slow, you know, maybe shying away. I, I don't know if he wants contact. I, I just don't know. But I do know this. They're spending plenty of money on tight ends, and none of them are really getting the ball. I mean, Cam Brate 
I think was involved in like six snaps and he's getting paid $4 million. So you're really heavy uh, on the, you know, the tight end side. Um, you know, so have we settled on Leonard Fournette as a starting running back? Well, or, I mean, or getting, getting, we're getting a majority there. of the carries going forward. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think mean, McCoy's going to be in a lot of third down situations and, but you know, I, uh, Fournette just looks like a different type runner, and he is. You know, and he, that's you know that's why he was drafted where he is, and is mm-hmm. you know had a phenomenal college career and was good in Jacksonville too. But you know, he's their best running back. He is, and yet, um, you know, here's the thing: he may also be their best receiver, and mm-hmm. I, I'm certain he's their best goal line guy, and I'm certain he's probably their best short yardage guy. What Bruce Arians wants to do is, if he could script it, would be. Similar to what the Rays do. <laughs> He's opener Ronald Jones then... is our opener. Yes. <laughs> We're going to run him, get let let him loosen, let him, you know, batter the, the meat a little bit, as it were, and, you know, uh, hammer it, hammer him a little bit. And then, and then we're going to come in with a, you know, a guy that's a little off speed, you know, that, you know, a little shady McCoy that can, you know, kind of run with, with jump cuts and some acceleration and also catch the ball in the backfield. And then when we need, I'll tell you what, man, we need our Mariano Rivera. Who's my closer, man? That's Leonard Fournette. That's the guy over there that's got the fresh legs in the fourth quarter. When you got a, a touchdown lead or, or a 10-point lead, you're going to give it. They used to do that with the A-train. You're going to give it to Leonard Fournette, and you're going to say, hey, man, it's yours, big guy. We're going to give it to you 10 times. Take us to the promised land. Let's end this thing. And I think that's what I think right now at least because look he's been here 10 minutes i think you said the other day he was looking mm-hmm. like this is my ninth day in tampa um he couldn't possibly know enough about the offense to really mm-hmm. be the starter in my opinion but as he gets more and more i mean you know just for example he's he's played two games or parts of two games here and he already has a 100 yard rushing day and i think the bucks as a team have had three of those in the last three years, right? And so, you know, the production is going to win out every time. Um, but right now, at least, I think they want to kind of do it a little bit by committee. But, yeah, you would be right in thinking that probably sooner than later, you know, Fournette's going to be their guy. Well, and he should, like I said, he, you know, he's already shown me in the first two weeks and, and without Absolutely. knowing a lot that he's the best running back on the roster. No doubt. Now, but the other part is, and, and as you say, you know, if, if he wants to kind of go with the opener and, and mm-hmm. transition through the game, is you can't yep. win in the NFL with one back anymore. No. Unless you've got someone special like Derrick Henry or, yeah, you know. But you want to have multiple backs um, mm-hmm. from injury to beating up to just to keep fresh everything. I mean, you know, so, yeah. you know, it's not going to be Leonard Fournette every down no. at all. Uh, you know, no. so, I mean, that's part of why you signed both McCoy and Fournette. Um, right. You know, and it puts the pressure on Ronald Jones, or it allows you to put Ronald Jones in better positions that he can succeed in instead of putting him in every position. Yeah, and you know, all these roles have to be. You know, that was the thing I was listening to. You know, Tom Brady does this thing, sponsored by Macy's, with Jim Jim Gray. Or is it Jim Gray? No, not Jim Gray. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> it's Jim Gray. Who, who is it? Jim Gray. Yeah, that did the decision. Okay, I don't know why I thought his name wasn't Jim. Uh, but yeah, Jim Gray. He had me questioning yeah. for a second. I was like, no, it's Jim yeah. Gray. <laughs> On Westwood One. Yeah. I'm here. Tom Brady joins us now as he does every Monday night. Hi, Tom. How's it going? <laughs> it's just so funny to me. But um, Tom Tom was talking, uh, and, uh, you know, 
not a lot of revelations there, but he just made the point again that like, look, um, you know, we just, we just haven't spent enough time on the field together, you know, that we're going to, you know, we're going to get this right. And guys are working really hard. And, and I still think it's a, it's an open collaboration between Byron Leftwich and Brady, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think the Bucks would like Brady to continue to move their way uh, and see the game, you know, in explosives and down the field throws and things like that. And I think for all the world that Brady would be way more comfortable, um, you know, if he could just call the plays or, or, you know, get, get into his rhythm where he's throwing the ball to running backs and moving the chains. And then when they move up and they try to put eight guys or nine guys in the box there, that's when he goes over, over the top. I don't think, you know, there's any reason, like, you know, people have been questioning his arm strength. I mean, this is not Drew Brees, you know, who looks terrible. Um, you know, they lost Monday night in uh, Las Vegas against the Raiders and my boy John. But, um, you know, I, I just think he's not comfortable. I it, It's obvious to me. And yet, you know, he still put up 31 points the other day. Could have had a, you know, a 400-yard passing day as, as documented by, uh, by Arians. But it's it's just not... It's just not happening for them right now. It's going to take more time. And look, here's the question. How much time? Do we know that this is going to turn around in a month? Do we know it's going to turn around in a couple months? How about if it takes till next year? You know, these are all things that, um, you know, that, that no well, one can really answer. But I, I think you have to define what turnaround is. I mean, you know. I, I winning think, is good. Well, win, winning for sure. But <laughs> I that's think that's happening you know, now. But yeah. I, I think the goal is, is you, you've got to see improvement. Right. Um, you know, a month from now, does it look a lot right. better than it does today? And, and you're going to have right. some bad games along the way. Sure. And, and, and that, especially if you have players like Chris Godwin out one week or yeah. you know, that. But and that's Mike Evans hurt point. the first week. I mean, he hasn't that had he hasn't had his top two healthy. receivers 100 percent right. healthy in either week so far. Right. Right. But you, uh, but the other part is he's not getting the tight ends involved at all either, and he's got three of them that are supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. But so. You know, I think it's you know a month from now is it better than it is today, and then you know after next yeah. week, a month from then, is it better? And you know you've got to look at are they improving? I mean, this was this was always a team that one of the reasons you know many people have predicted the Saints to still win this division this year, but the Bucks to make the playoffs is that the Saints were a more complete team to start, but that the Bucks were going to improve throughout the year. And, yeah, and, and you know we talked about and and I fully believed, and I, I think we saw a more realistic what the Bucks team is this past week than we did the first week going to New Orleans, the first game that they've played at all with each other, to a, a bona fide Super Bowl contender, and, you know, they they struggled. And, and we you know, it was kind of a scheduled loss. You know, almost, right. you know, we've talked about the Lightning, and you know, coming off that series and, no, you know, that first day back. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Stars had rest, the Lightning didn't and all that. And it's, it's almost, you know, the Islanders were the same way when they started that series, and they got mm-hmm. beat 8-2 to two because they just traveled four hours after playing game seven and, and you know, it's a scheduled loss. That that first game almost was that. The Bucks played a lot better, and we saw a lot more potential of what they can be this year, and, and what they hope they will be, and, and what Tom Brady can bring to your team. Yeah, well, the, the the one thing they got in their favor, I think, is the schedule. I mean, they got to go to Denver, which is um, a long trip, and Brady has not fared well there. But their starting quarterback uh, lock is out. You're looking at mm-hmm. uh, what, Jeff Driscoll. Uh, Jeff Driscoll is going to probably be the guy. He's one in seven overall, although he played fairly well the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it's a it's a game that they should win. Like I said, Brady hasn't necessarily won a ton out there. 
But, you know, you win well, that. That's a different Denver team than he's usually yeah, been out there, it, too. It, I mean. And they're hurt. Their receivers are hurt. Their offensive line is hurt. You win there. You you know, you come home against the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. They, you know, they played Justin Herbert the other day. You don't know if Tyrod oh, Taylor's coming Justin back. Justin Herbert looked pretty good. I don't know if you really saw that game through, or not. Oh, but. he was phenomenal. Yeah, he was fantastic for, for, an open, for a st- first I, start I, in a, a surprise starter at that. I sit there and question Anthony Lynn in overtime. You have the ball. You have a fourth down. Not very far to go. I know. Mahomes just came back on you. Finished the game. Butker's a phenomenal kicker. Kicked a 58-yard field goal earlier in the game. Yeah. Go for the win. What do you have yep. to lose at that point? I agree. Because if you give it back to Holmes, Mahomes, you knew they were going to win. You yep. With that kicker, Absolutely. they didn't have to go very far. You knew it. How do you mm-hmm. not – Look, it, well, I, that's yeah. the thing they over they overthink it because mm-hmm. if I if I had gone to them and said, look, you know, with with what was it, two minutes to go? Yep. Um, you know, all you have to do is convert this and you win the game, and they would have gone, yeah, sign me up, let's mm-hmm. go do that. Yep. You know, but then in the throes of it, they they just don't pull the trigger. I, I mean, you know, it was so apparent that if you give the ball to Patrick Mahomes, he was going to win the game. It was mm-hmm. so obvious. I'd rather go down swinging. Absolutely, you know, it, it, and 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 look, you decided that from the first down. The play calling was was so conservative for the first two downs, and and Kansas City pretty much knew you were going to be conservative with it. Sure, and so they stopped you, and and then you get to you know fourth down, and and you punt it, and game over, you lose that game. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, how they uh, you know put this thing together. It's still got a long way to go. Um, we'll be talking to well, we talked to Bruce Arians on Monday. Uh, we'll probably have a couple of players today, and then on through the week as they prepare for uh, their trip uh, to Denver, their second road trip. The first one did not end in a victory, so they're hoping uh, certainly for a better result. Speaking of good results, the Tampa Bay Rays, man, their magic number is one, as in if they win, they win the American League East, or if uh, I guess it would be the Yankees lose mm-hmm. um, over these next few days. They would still win yes. the American League East. This would be their, I think, their third banner, AL East champs up there. And, it, and it's significant. You know, this is the question. Is this really a thing this year, you know, with, with all that's going on? Um, I, I think if you're going to put an with? asterisk by anything this year, that's the one thing you could. Yeah. As you say, and the that, division title, because you only played 60, not 162. Right. That you could put an asterisk. I don't think the World Series you can because, like no. I, I've said all along, is is everybody is is under the same circumstances. Same mm-hmm. Nobody's got an unfair advantage to anybody. Everybody's playing by the same rules, the same, you know, no fans and you know every, the, all the protocols, etc. There's no unfair advantage, but you could question the division title. But you know the Rays, pretty you know when they went, what was that? Nineteen out of twenty three, they won. Yeah. I mean, just pretty much distanced themselves from everyone. That's a heck of a run. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a 162 game season or a 60 game season, that's right. And 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 you know they're most likely going to wrap up the title this week. They need one win in five games or a, one Yankee loss in six games. Wow! And they'll clinch, and they've deserved it. I mean, they went eight and two against the Yankees. That's the other part of this. Don't forget. Yeah. I mean, they crushed the Yankees this year. They did, and uh, I guess they'll get to host the A series um, before they they have to head. Out west, I suppose if they were to win that two out of three against yep. somebody, um, but it's it's not not a small accomplishment. Again, we talked about this the other night. A small market team like the Rays, who are always looking up at you know all mm-hmm. all the other haves then to their have nots, and now and not only win um, the division, they're I mean they're the best team in the AL again right they're now. They're the best team in the American I mean, League. The White Sox and, are right there with them, but 
Yeah. What a job Kevin Cash has done to keep these guys focused and, uh, you know, picking up each other the way they have. It's been really, really something to watch. So the Bucks will continue their preparations for the Denver Broncos. The Lightning Game 3 is going to be Wednesday night. Um, we'll see which way that one tilts the series. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we had the Tampa Bay Rays. Their magic number is one. Just one more win or a Yankees loss, and they get to clinch the American League East. Quite an accomplishment for Kevin Cash and the boys. Hey, uh, this week we're going to do a mailbag. I haven't done one in a bit. I know you guys got lots of questions about all of those teams. Um, here's what you do. You can send us those questions on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.